Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I'm on day three of what will be a four-day mini-series on things we should stop doing in podcasting to make podcasting better in the future. Day one, I talked about how we should stop chasing after advertising, when that's not really what we want out of our show. And on day two, I discussed how we should stop ignoring the sound quality of our program Today, to make shows better, I wish that you, if you in fact are this kind of person, I wish you would stop competing with your guests of the show. Now, a couple of caveats. Caveat number one is not all podcasts have guests. If you are a business owner out there and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you're a professional service provider and you're thinking about starting a podcast, not all podcasts have guests. This podcast right here that I am doing right now, never ever has and never ever will have a guest. There are lots of other formats besides the interview format. Many of my clients have a combination of sometimes they interview guests, sometimes it's just monologues, sometimes it's the two hosts of the show just talking to each other. There are lots of things you can do. So caveat number one, not all shows have guests. Caveat number two, when I speak of the need for us to stop competing with the guests, Do not make the extreme other case where you abdicate the throne and you turn everything over to your guests. I have heard shows that start with an an opening kind of like this. Today on Evo and a Pencil, I'm bringing on guest Bob Smith. Where did the host go? I'm not suggesting that you disappear into the background. So with that Those two caveats, let's get into why I think it's important that you should stop competing with your guest, and even better, practical tips on how you can do better at this. Competition from guests come when the host of the show is basically doing just that, competing with the guest for attention. You can actually hear the tension as the guest is trying to get their story out, but the host continues to interject and bring his self, it's almost always his self, at least the ones I've listened to, or I suppose herself, into the conversation. And while it's fine, and I understand, and I agree that every podcast should have a point of view, if the host of the show is a strong host, and I believe in strong hosts of the show, that point of view from the host should reign through, but across the entire episode, not necessarily in the interview segment of the show. Because when it does, we can hear it. And it's uh, a little weird. Sometimes it feels a little forced, like you're trying to sell your book 
every time you interject with the new question. Oh, by the way, in my book, I mentioned this. How do you feel about that? Blah. Not helpful. And if you listen to some of the popular podcasts out there that do feature long-form interviews with people, you may say, Evo, I'm hearing this guy, some guy named Joe, competes with his guests all the time. Yeah, well, you're not Joe. And one of the reasons people tune into his show is for that competition, for that longer, let's see exactly what happens and let's, let's who can one-up one another. That can totally happen. By the way, there's a very good reason why I don't interview people. I have in the past. Not on this show, but I've done interviews for radio as well as podcasting as well. And I don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is because I'm not very good at it. And one of the things I'm not very good at is I tend to get in a competition with my guests all the time. It's part of my personality. I know that about me and therefore I don't really do it. So let's get into some practical tips. If you are, if you find yourself competing with your guests, how can you, how can you stop doing that? Practical tip number one, obviously, is become a better interviewer, and you're not going to get that from listening to me. You will get to become a better interviewer also, not by listening to that popular show that continues to fight with his or her guests. Instead, go listen to shows where the interviewer doesn't do that. Go listen to shows like Freakonomics, for example, where Steve Dubner doesn't compete with his guests. It's actually a very good show, which leads me to practical tip number two. Practical tip number two for how to stop competing with your guests is remember that your interview with the guest is not the entirety of the episode. It's just an ingredient. It's one ingredient in a successful episode. You can, and in fact should, pull back a bit and make the interview less about Oh, excuse me, and make the episode less about the entirety of the interview and more about what is actually said. What are the lessons that that person is, is delivering? Now, it's hard to do in real time. I've talked on this show before about why you probably shouldn't try to do things in real time, why reflection is sometimes a better thing and some post-production work is way better than just trying to do everything live. This is one of those cases. Back to Freakonomics with Stephen Dubner. He goes and conducts an interview, typically in person. You could do it remotely. It doesn't matter to me. And then uses that content to assemble an interview. It's not unusual to hear Steven's voice during the interview, but you hear a lot less of Steve's voice during the interview and a lot more of the guest voice. And then you hear Steve come in and lay things around that. Do voiceover work around the conversation, reorganizing it, so that the guest, their voice comes through and you're not competing with them. Which leads me to practical tip number three. There should be a point of view, a reason this person was on, a reason the content you chose to share with this person via interview form that has to match with your show. Your point of view, your show's point of view. Make sure that rings through the whole thing. When you're doing the post-production, that leaves the competition out of the picture because now the person is on the show because they are adding their information to what you already believe and stuff you want to put out in front of people. That takes the competition away because now you're cooperating. Ooh, you're working together on this. Final practical tip 
on how to stop competing with your guests. Maybe it's you. Maybe you, me, (laughs) maybe you are the problem with this. Maybe your personality is kind of like mine and you're very aggressive. Well, maybe you're not the right person to host the show. I mean, it's okay. Your show for your company doesn't have to be from the CEO. I mean, Facebook's new three and a half degree show, not hosted by Mark Zuckerberg. Choiceology by Charles Schwab. Very good interview show. Not hosted by Chuck Schwab. You do not have to be the host of your show. There might be someone in your organization who is better at you, better at you, better than you at doing interviews and conducting and composing and creating with multiple pieces of ingredients a full recipe for your show. Radical thinking, indeed. But hey, if you're a business, you got to do things that are radical and different that make sense for your audience because you want the show to grow so that you can continue to get your message out there to the world. So maybe that's it. Whatever you do, any one of these practical tips will help you stop competing with your guests. And I really think a lot of it comes back to show structure. Now, if you need some help with your show structure, some help with ways that you can approach the podcasting space for your business or for the services you provide, and you need some help with that, get in touch with me. This is what I do. I am the in-house but really outsourced podcast department for lots of companies around the globe. Me and my team can help make all of this much, much easier and get you out of the technical weeds. If you need help with any of that, reach out to me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Podcastlaunch.pro lists out the services I offer to my clients. And I shall be back tomorrow with another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, shout your abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, 
abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.